Welcome to the Association of Insurance Compliance Professionals podcast. AICP serves the insurance compliance community by promoting relationships, exchanging information, and providing learning opportunities within a dynamic regulatory environment. You're listening to Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, How Axis is Creating a More Diverse Work Environment. In keeping with AICP's initiative of promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion awareness and implementation solutions in the workplace, we are pleased to feature yet another industry leader. Axis, a specialty insurer and reinsurer headquartered in Bermuda, is generating fresh insights as the company has successfully invested in intentional DEI practices. Join Constance Jackson, Senior Regulatory Compliance Analyst in the Legal and Compliance Division at Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty NA as she sits down with Gail Ween, Head of People Engagement for Axis, to discuss what Axis's experiences and successes have been in advocating for a more diverse work environment. Gail oversees all people engagement initiatives, which include diversity, equity, and inclusion, hybrid working, philanthropy, and recognition programs at Axis. She leads the Axis DEI Council and its ancillary group of DEI advocates. She has over 30 years of HR experience and was recently named one of Insurance Business of America's Elite Women for 2022. And now, here's your host, Constance Jackson. Good day, everyone. This is Constance Jackson. I'm with AICP, and I'm currently serving as co-chair of the DE&I initiative. Today, we have Gail Ween, and she's been in the industry for over 30 years. And she has a lot to say today about how they have implemented a DE&I program at her company. So thank you for coming and speaking with us today, Gail. I'd like to ask you to elaborate a little bit on the initiative that your company started, if you would. Sure. And thank you for having me, Constance. You know, Access is pretty new to the DEI space. It wasn't until 2018 that we started to formalize our program, and it was actually part of a a larger initiative, our corporate citizenship program, or companies commonly refer to it as ESG. And we formed the ESG, or the corporate citizenship program, and it had three pillars, environment, philanthropy, and DE&I. And once we did some foundational work, We launched our DEI efforts later in 2019, I would say. And one of the first things we did was we stood up our DEI council. And it was really important to us that we had representation from across the organization. So we looked for people who represented various geographies, ethnicities, tenure within the company, gender, seniority, and put this group together. It's about 22 people. But there were a lot of people that wanted to still be a part of this also, but maybe not to the extent that the council was going to be doing the work. And we called these individuals DEI advocates. We want anyone actually that wants to help foster diversity and inclusion and access to be involved. So we have about 90 people as part of a volunteer group that supports the DEI advocates. So Those are the groups primarily that do the work and represent our organization. Wonderful. It sounds like a very exciting team that you guys have pulled together. Since you've been organized since 2019, 
Have you found that there's been any difficulties? And also, could you elaborate on your major successes at this time? I'll start with the successes. <laughs> I think that, you know, one of the things that we've done really well is remind ourselves that we need to go back to our employees and find out where where they are and prioritize things from there. And, you know, when we kicked off the council, the council had been brand new and the George Floyd tragedy had happened. And like many other organizations, we decided to get together, have listening and discussion sessions. But we also took that opportunity at that point to ask a number of anonymous questions to a very large portion of the population. Because these were global events, the discussions that we held. And so we asked them a lot of questions about what should we prioritize in our DEI efforts? And their feedback literally gave us a roadmap of five key areas that we focus on, you know, education and awareness, recruitment of diverse employees, career development and internal mobility for diverse employees, uh, metrics and reporting and advocacy in the insurance industry. And we have kept those five, we call them pillars, at the forefront of what we do every year. And the council meets, they identify key initiatives, not having too many, because we want to really focus and be able to go deep. But we identify initiatives every year underneath each of those initiatives to take place. So we're very proud of standing up the council, the engagement of the overall population, and some of the initiatives that we've done. That's a positive. I think one of the challenges and I've heard this from several of my peers in the DEI space, is ensuring that you constantly keep your entire employee body involved and engaged in DEI. You see engagement a lot of the time at the very top levels of the organization. And then as you try to cascade key messages and initiatives down, a lot of the time it gets stopped kind of in that middle management area. And that's one of the challenges of, of implementing good DEI programs. So our council is constantly looking at new ways to educate and engage that, that middle group. How do we keep all of our employees aware of all the different things we are doing in our initiatives? And how do we keep ensure that they understand that DEI should just be embedded in their regular day-to-day -day activity. Oh, great. Absolutely. I can tell you, Gail, that my company, Allianz Global Corporate and Specialty, we started our initiative as well, and we've had the same concerns. We want to be inclusive of all people, of all employees. And so you have to really do a little bit of tracking and reaching out, whether it's anonymously or straightforward to get those ideas. So that's a, you know, to find those pillars and identify them was, I know, no easy task. Let me also ask you, how is the initiative being received by fellow employees? I think very positively, there was a lot of excitement in the beginning. You know, there was a groundswell of support, you know, in 2020 after the George Floyd tragedy and access really wanted to focus on what we were doing. And what we did at that point, Constance, was we identified some key questions 
on our employee engagement survey associated with DE&I that we wanted to ask year over year. And so we've incorporated those questions to track our progress and we've made year over year progress since instituting those. I have to say in this year, we just finished our engagement survey in April. We plateaued on a few questions, but that's okay. It tells us exactly where we need to double down and do more of our work. And part of that was just what I referenced, which was you need to find different ways to engage people and get the messaging out. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wish you much success in that because sometimes it's difficult to get employees to really speak out. And as your company, my company is also Allianz and AICP is reaching out to the industry to provide a template that other companies can use. And so this is very helpful information, Gail. Do you have your senior leadership and management support at your organization? Have they given you a budget and a directive to push forward with this? Are they very supportive? Incredibly fortunate that we have support from the very, very top. Our CEO is heavily, heavily engaged. And I I should take even a step back initially and and say, as is our board, our board is very focused on DE&I. We have a diverse representation on our board. We continue to seek to build that. And DEI is a regular topic discussed at the board level. And they challenge us constantly on that. Going back to our CEO, he makes a point of talking about DE&I on a regular basis. And you can tell from the feedback we get from our employees that they, they recognize that. And we launched our employee resource groups late last year. And in setting them up, one of the other ways we wanted to engage our senior leadership is each member of the executive committee is affiliated with an employee resource group. We have five. So they're either sitting on the DEI council, they're chairing the corporate citizenship committee, or they are an executive sponsor of an employee resource group. So lots of support there. I think, again, going back to where I think we can partner more, the council can partner more with the senior leadership is then How do we find, again, ways to work with those next levels down and really engaging and and just having DEI a regular part of their meetings, their vernacular, the activities they take or engage in? That's where we're focused now. Great. Yeah. Exposure, exposure, exposure. Bringing it to the forefront is never a bad thing. I think there are a lot of people who are interested in this very topic who may not speak up, but when they see a willingness of your organization leadership, particularly supporting that, you're going to have great success as we've had. One of the other things I'll add, Constance, just to give you a little more specifics and insights is this past year, you know, one of the things we started to do was look at metrics um, on our representation at AXIS and understand, you know, how diverse we were or weren't. And of course, there's some limitations to that being a global organization. You, you can't ask ethnicity questions in certain countries. Um, but we did identify representation in key 
countries that where we could. Uh, we just finished an initiative where we went out and asked people to voluntarily, in the countries we could, supply us with their ethnicity in our human capital management system, if they were comfortable, because now we could talk about what we wanted to do with that. And based on that, what Access plans to do is the senior leadership has been very supportive of setting aspirational goals for representation. So we have set goals for 2025 in gender representation overall in the organization at all levels. Can we strive for gender parity at 50-50 level by 2025, but also senior leadership levels for women and for ethnically diverse? A certain percentage of our senior leadership, we have goals to achieve in both those categories. So I see tremendous support from the senior leadership in agreeing to set those goals and identify them. And, and they ladder back to our bonus program, you know, so everybody owns the representation goals. And that's another thing that we're trying to emphasize at Access. That sounds exciting. And that's a great opportunity for everybody to get involved. The matrix I know is very difficult to gather information on a sensitive topic like this. Uh, and we are also a global company, but we've done very well. And it sounds like Axis is also presenting very well in that arena. Tell us about one thing you as an individual were responsible for during your career that you use to assist in the DE&I experience? You know, I have to say there was no one event or incident that occurred. I mean, I've always been wired towards compassion and empathy. I mean, that's why I got involved in, in HR to begin with. But I think it was probably, Constance, when one of the first things we did as a council is we instituted unconscious bias training because we do think that's important for everyone in the organization and it's mandatory and we continue to offer it to anyone who joins at Axis. And when you started to go through that training and realize all the unconscious biases that are there and present based on how our brain is wired and the experiences we have, and then I went and talked to members of my organization who are diverse, and they validated those, those biases. You realize how much work there is to do and what the potential of your organization is if you eliminate some of those biases, how successful you can be as an organization. And I think that was where that realization hit me of, wow, there is so much work to do, it will be so incredibly rewarding. And even, you know, the things that we have accomplished so far, we have so much work to do yet. I think any organization can say that, but we definitely do at Axis. But that realization that there is so much work and what I'm trying to do and focus on is educating myself. I am constantly in a, a mode of learning. And how can I champion the people who are underrepresented in my organization. Because to see them excel and flourish and have long-lasting careers at Axis is tremendously rewarding. Yeah, we all have unconscious biases, whether we are aware of them or not. 
And that was one of the topics we also touched base on at my organization. We even went so far as to have a book club. And one of the first books we read was Uncomfortable Conversation with a Black Male. And it's a great book. I will share with you at a later time. And maybe that's something that, you know, your organization and others have used as a result. But uh, thank you for being upfront with me on that, because it's true. We all have them. Let me ask you, do you feel like you're beginning to get a better understanding and even more sensitivity toward the diversity and equality matters with this initiative that AXIS is performing? Oh, we've made a lot of progress since since 2020. And now we know what our representation is. Now we know the work that we need to do. I think it's an ongoing journey. And I think that one of the things that I'm seeing is people don't have a realization of how long this problem has been in place for quite a while and how long it will take to create change. Not that we shouldn't be aspirational and push for that change, but it's going to take some real work. And I think that, you know, people are so used to nowadays constant having immediate gratification. If you think about, you can order something on Amazon within 30 seconds. Or you can download a favorite song that used to have to go out and look for and buy in a store. And people want, I'm seeing it in our own employees, people want change. They are constantly challenging us, which is a good thing, on where is that change? Where is that senior leadership representation? And so one of the things that I think we're trying to do is ensure that people are aware of, you know, that we're trying to one, embed DEI into all of our day-to-day activities and just have it be a natural part of the lens of what we do and talk about it access. And secondly, then we need to find effective ways to communicate our initiatives with our employees. You know, use different channels, get our managers talking about what we are doing, keeping people informed so that they at least feel that it's constantly out there in front of us. And then thirdly, I think, and we just realized this with our employee engagement survey, you know, in April, I think we need to educate them a bit more on what's feasible, how fast change can incur. Because we see some of the comments in the employee engagement survey, and some of them are wanting immediate change. And I think what that taught us is we need to do a better job of sharing globally the landscape, you know, give them more context of, okay, here's where access is, here's what progress we've made so far, and here's where we want to go. And here's how you can get involved too, and what you need to do to support us. And I think that will help them understand that To accomplish some of these things, wow, look at the work that needs to go into place or the foundational things that need to change before you can accomplish some of these things. So it's providing, again, our employees with more information. So and being transparent about what we where we are, what we're doing, what we're accomplishing and what we're not accomplishing. Absolutely. Absolutely, Gail. I totally agree with you. And I really 
believe that in time, you will see change as we have in our organization. AICP is committed to bringing this to the forefront and doing whatever we can, including these types of podcasts and sharing information with our industry and anyone who would be interested in seeing it and learning more. So let me ask you, can you give us some ideas of fun activities or related activities, past, current, or futuristic that your organization, AXIS, has done to promote diversity, equality, and inclusion? Yeah, I think I would first go to the education pillar that we focused on, trying to bring about education in different ways. When we had the racial justice and equality conversations, one of the things our employees said is, please, let's keep talking about DE&I, but keep changing the topic every year too, so that we are constantly learning and it's not just focused on one area. So what we have committed to doing is having an annual global forum or conversation. So last year, because of COVID, we focused it on mental health. We really wanted to continue the conversation of how we can help and bring it out more out in the open. And although it may not sound fun, I think people really got engaged in the fact that we were hearing from our own employees. We were hearing their stories and understanding their situations and their challenges. And that really resonated with people and they want more of that. This year, our annual forum will be on allyship. And what we plan to do is not only have an external speaker that kind of sets the stage and talks about what an ally is and what they're not, we're also going to have then a discussion moderated by that guest speaker. And it will include all of our ERGs and they're going to speak to how allyship shows up for them in their particular group. And again, some perfect examples of just simple things you can do in your organization to be a strong ally. But at the same time, we hope to also bring out some of those subtle things that people might do that they don't understand they're doing that may show that they're not a strong ally. So I hope that's a great education experience. There's a second thing we do that a lot of people enjoy, and it's Every month, as connected to our recognition program, we use this platform where a subcommittee of our DEI council creates a learning experience about a particular DEI topic. And it's either a five, seven minute video on a topic, it might be a quick quiz, it might be some information and some questions that you then answer. But if people go in, engage in that topic, they earn points towards the recognition program where they can use the points to get a gift of some kind down the road. But we've gotten great feedback about that. And I think that is, it's a super cool program because that content is created every month by a group of very creative employees that are constantly looking for different ways to engage our employees on a DEI topic. And we've gotten great feedback about that. Wow. It sounds like a real fun opportunity for people to get involved. And I'm really glad to see that that is happening at AXIS. We've done similar things at Allianz and AICP is doing a great job at those types of 
fun, engaging opportunities. So before we wrap up, Gail, and this is truly optional, but I hope you will elaborate a little bit as a minority and passionate about the whole initiative that we are seeing globally. But what concerns you the most with current societal issues, any topic of your choice? And the reason that I ask is because we'd like to know what people are thinking and feeling for future planning of AICP DNI topics and also possible future podcasts. It's something actually I mentioned earlier in one of our questions, you know, because it kind of goes across all topics. You know, I've heard, I've already heard people starting to talk about DEI burnout, that people are tired of hearing about DEI. And I'm really concerned when I hear that because DEI should be a part of what we do every day. It's an important aspect, a way of looking at any kind of business situation or decision that you make. You should always have a DEI lens to it. And I think that I'm concerned that, again, people are. Are thinking it's just a passing fad. And this is not a passing fad. This is something that it's critical, I think, to the future health of our organizations is that DE&I is front and center. It, it doesn't necessarily just need to be in a program that's out of your HR department. This should be part of one of your key corporate business initiatives. It should be something that you're you're measured on and evaluated on as an organization. It should be, and I I think employees are demanding that their organizations be more socially conscious and engaged. And organizations are kind of have to decide, you know, how are we going to change our approach? How are we going to incorporate this? Because this is not going away. So I think that I hope people don't see this as a passing fad that People see this as this is this is change to stay, and it's so important that it has to be a key business initiative. Outstanding, yeah, I I hear you because we we hear those types of comments as well. But uh, I agree with you, Gail. This is not a fad, and it must be addressed going forward because people are making their choices about who they want to employ with, and that is a very serious concern that a lot of people, a lot of future employees are having. What does your company do for diversity, equality, and inclusion of all people? So I too share your concerns. And I just want to take a moment to personally thank you for allowing AICP the opportunity to speak with you today. You did a great job in giving us a lot of information that could be used across many other industries, as well as within our industry, as well as globally. We want to thank you and Axis for your time and opportunity. And thank you so very much. You did a great job. And maybe we'll uh, tap into you at another time for, for future topics that you may have and you can present to me or that we may have that you could fulfill for us. I think it's a conversation I would love to engage in any time. The more that we work together to share information, I know that I've learned so much from my peers in the industry, webcasts. You know, the more that we can share and work together, that that's our best shot at 
promoting DEI across organizations. So thank you for the opportunity. Um, anybody who ever wants to reach out and compare notes, I would love to do so. Well, we would love to do that. And we thank you so much for this time. And so, Gail, we would end this unless you have anything else that you'd like to add. But we thank you and Axis for this opportunity. Thanks so much, Constance.